All right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing out there on a Tuesday? Appreciate you joining us on today's show. Let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about analytics, advanced analytics in sports. Now, we're going to talk about this because it's been a, a topic lately. It's been going on, obviously, for some time. You know, you look back to Moneyball in, the, in, in uh, Major League Baseball, kind of where a lot of this started, implementing math and data and probability into sports. And it is met with a lot of criticism. There's a lot of people who fight this and hate analytics. And today we'll talk about this. We'll talk about both sides of it because you may think that me as a, as a strict math person, I am pro analytics. I'm so pro analytics. So I've always got to follow the numbers, but that's not necessarily the case for the reasons we'll talk about on today's show. So let's start off right there. Analytics and sports. What's going on here? Why is this such a problem? And I think it's a problem because analytics is changing the way that we typically traditionally expect to view sports. In football, with all these changes and what to do now with analytics and going for two and kicking onside kicks and field goals and all this stuff, football fans aren't used to seeing this. And when we're watching something we're not used to seeing, then comes the backlash, the vitriol, especially when it doesn't go well. Because one thing I know is sports fans judge things based on results. If Sean Payton doesn't get that onside kick in the Super Bowl, he's now one of the dumbest coaches of all time, according to a lot of sports fans. Since he got the the online or the online the onside kick, well, now he's a genius to most fans, right? My point is it shouldn't matter based on the outcome. What should matter is is it a good decision? If so, let's live with it. That's how life works. Why can't sports work the same? But but seemingly fans are so caught up on the results, especially when it comes to analytics, that it's become a huge topic of discussion and debate. Now, just let's talk on the surface, okay? Because I'm going to get into all different kinds of nuanced ways to look at this, but I want to be clear. My, my point of view is, and my opinion is, on the surface, math always wins, okay? I really believe that at the, at the base of all of this analytics stuff, I believe that it is so strongly rooted in data and numbers and probability that really, in my opinion, a lot of this analytics talk isn't even a discussion. Like, it's not even a debate. This stuff works. It should be implemented. But that's just the math side of it, okay? We'll get to the other side, but that is my opinion. I believe that math always wins. But there are other issues. Do the problems that come with this outweigh the positives. I believe they shouldn't, but let's discuss. On the surface, it seems like analytics should be open and shut. They're proven, they're mathematical approaches to winning sporting events, and it's proven, when I say proven, that's that's essentially proven from the data we have over decades and decades of seeing thousands and millions of games played and the games that we've seen played, right? All the data we have, all the games that we've seen played tell us that's what analytics is, right? When a player goes up to bat in baseball and one thing happens in one at bat, it's tough to tell exactly the best approach. But when you have a million at bats, then it's easy to tell, okay, this is the best approach. So we shouldn't look at individual outcomes, just like betting games. We should look at the long run, not the short term. So on the surface, it seems like analytics should be open and shut, right? They're proven, they're data, they're math. It's, it's math is undefeated. We all know this and numbers don't lie. Baseball adopted this. And in baseball, what we've seen is a payoff. The product is actually up. Now, I'm not talking about the watchability. Maybe it's still as boring as ever, 
but runs are up, pitchers are doing better. You may say, how are runs and pitchers doing better? On a, on a case-by-case basis, right? Some pitchers are doing worse, which allows some pitchers to be hitting better, but the best in baseball, pitchers are doing better, hitters are doing better because of analytics. So this stuff is working in baseball. The teams who implement analytics in baseball are right now measurably better than the, the teams who don't, or at least who didn't, because now kind of everyone in baseball has, has gotten on the analytics train. But the issue is the fans don't always like it. And the owners don't always like it, right? We've gone now in baseball to all strikeouts, all home runs for the hitters. And for the pitchers, it's all 100 mile an hour fastballs, no finesse. But the numbers show this works, right? It's boring as all hell, but it works. So what should we focus on? Should we focus on the aesthetics of watching a boring game? Or should we focus on the fact that it's actually working and these teams are implementing it are having success? Because in football, right back to football, we haven't gotten there yet. In football, specifically the NFL, everyone focuses on three things. The aesthetics, how does it look? The results, what happens? And then the tradition slash history slash what they're used to seeing. Those are the things that fans look for, the average fan, okay? So let's bring this to an actual example in the NFL that's being debated based on what happened last week and what's happened the last couple of seasons. If a team in the NFL is down by 14 and they score a touchdown to go down by eight, instead of kicking the extra point to now go down by seven, what analytics say you should do is go for two. Now let's walk through this mathematically, okay? Because this all does really make sense. And when I walk through it, if you follow me here, you'll see what I'm talking about with this being really clear cut, no debate. NFL teams convert two-point conversions just under 50% of the time. It's like 48%, 48.5%, maybe closer to 49 these days. But the point is, just around 50%, just under 50%, teams will convert, convert two-point conversions. Point after touchdowns, PAT kicks are converted about 94% of the time, okay? So we need to have those base numbers to do what we're going to do in the next couple of, uh, of, of examples here. So if you're down 14 and you score to go down eight, here are the scenarios based on the data we just talked about. Now we've got to know a few things. We've got to assume and know two things. The first thing is that in this situation, if we're down 14, the team down 14 has to score two touchdowns unanswered anyway to have a chance to go to overtime, right? So everything we're talking about is moot if this doesn't happen. The odds are already against us in this scenario. We're down 14 points. We're not putting ourselves in a bad spot by going for two. We're trying to get out of a bad spot by going for two, okay? So that's the first thing is that we're down 14. In this scenario, we're down 14. We're probably going to lose anyway. So we're trying to do the best to create a winning situation in a bad spot. That's the first thing. The second thing is we have to all understand and agree that the odds to win in overtime are about 50-50. There, this isn't the NHL where you get to overtime and because it's three on three, you have an advantage because you've got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. In, in, in the NFL, if you go to overtime, you're going to win right about 50% of the time. Okay, we've got to understand those two things. So, Let's go back to if you're down 14 and you score a touchdown to go down eight, here are the scenarios based on that data. If you convert the two-point conversion, right, that, now you would only be down six. That means you'd have to kick the extra point on the second touchdown to win the game. That's the whole thing here, right? You're down eight, you go for two, so you're down six, so you're setting yourself up to win, kick an extra point, or, or score, kick an extra point, win the game. 
That happens about 45% of the time in this situation. You convert the first two-point conversion, kick an extra point on the second touchdown, and you'll win just about 45% of the time. Uh, The other scenario, well, we have to talk about this scenario worth 3%, very small. You convert the first two-point conversion, but miss the second extra point to to win, then you'd go to overtime. That happens about 3% of the time. Okay, We just have to say that. That's about 3%. The other scenarios are you fail the first two-point conversion, but you get the second two-point conversion, right? Because if you're down 14, you score to go down eight, don't get it, well, you're still within one score. So if you score again, get that two-point conversion, now you're going to overtime, okay? So in that scenario, you'll win about 25% of the time. And in the case where you fail both two-point conversions, you score, don't get the two-pointer, right? Get the ball back, score, don't get the two-pointer. That'll happen about a fourth of the time, okay? About 27%. So, now that we know all that, now, look, if you disagree with that, go do the math yourself. That all works out. That's all legit math, okay? So now that we know all that, assuming the team down 14 scores again and stops their opponents, because otherwise none of this matters, right? So assuming this all goes to plan and the team 14 scores again and stops their opponents, let's compare those scenarios. If you go for two the first time and you score the extra point the second time, the team that was down 14 now has a 59% chance to win the game, right about 60%, okay? So by hitting that first two-point conversion, you're giving yourself a huge, uh, a much better chance to win the game compared to not, okay? Because again, if you go for two, because we have to assume you score, get the ball back, score. Otherwise, none of this matters. So if you do get the two-pointer, you're now going to win 60% of the time. Let's compare that with the chance of kicking two extra points going to overtime. You're now going to win about 45% of the time because you've got to score, get the ball back, score, all that together. It's under 50%, about 45%, okay? So that math may have been a little fast, may have been a little confusing, but trust me, it's right. Take my word for it. If you get that first two-point conversion, your chances to win the game, well, if you get that first two-point conversion and carry out our example, your chances to win the game are about 60%. If you just kick a field goal and carry out our example where you still go to overtime, okay, you still get the first touchdown score, kick a field, uh, an extra point, get the ball back, score, kick an extra point. So you're tied. You're going to overtime. Your chances of winning are now 45%. So what coaches are doing is they're increasing their win probability by about 15% by going for that initial two-point conversion. Okay. So this really isn't even a discussion. I mean, there should be absolutely no debate. If you're going to increase your chances to win that game by 15%, there's probably no one on earth who would say, don't do that. Okay. So there is no debate, but we've got to remember something. That's just the numbers. That's just the math. That's just the data. That's just focusing on the probability of that outcome. There's other factors that we have to weigh in. This is why analytics isn't open and shut for me. Okay. Now it should be open and shut. But there's other things, other factors weighing in here that we have to talk about. One of them is, how will the other team respond? Because right now, when we look at the data, what we don't have in the data is how teams might respond to this strategy. Right now, when we look at the numbers, what we see is how teams respond down seven. Because if you score traditionally down 14, you're going to kick the extra point to go down seven. So what we have are tens and hundreds of thousands of games where we've seen teams respond to being down seven with the ball. But what if they're down six? Okay. What if the team down 14 scored the two point conversion to go down or to now they're down six and the team with the ball back goes, Oh shit, we're only down six. Now 
that may change things. Before in the data, the coach of the winning team is thinking, hey, worst we can do is overtime. If they score, get a back score, worst we're going to do is overtime. Now, coaches are thinking, oh, damn, we're down six. We might lose this. So the team, or we're up six, we might lose this if they get the ball back and score again. So the team who's only up by six now may be a lot more aggressive based on this. So that's one thing. Is the extra factors around this, how will the other team respond if this happens? That's one thing we don't know. Okay, so that's why analytics aren't as clear cut as we may think they are. And the second thing, and in my opinion, this is probably more important for coaches than anything, but this is how owners and fans will respond. Okay, what we mentioned earlier, what owners and fans look at when they're watching football is the aesthetics, results, and then tradition and history, what they're used to seeing. Even if you're going to have a better chance of winning a game, as a coach in the NFL with a billionaire owner who doesn't like to lose, you may kick the extra point just because it looks better. You don't have a chance of jarring anyone and pissing anyone off who doesn't know what they're talking about. See, the fans and owners are used to seeing something. And human psychology shows that people are much more willing to accept a loss if it's comfortable and it's expected. Again, let me, let me repeat that. Psychology shows that people are much more willing to accept a loss if it's comfortable and it's expected. Okay, if you're down 14, you know we're probably going to lose the game. But if you scored, only got on seven, hey, we got some chance, we're fighting. But if you score and you miss that two-point conversion, now you've got the, the pitchforks after you, right? Now everyone's pissed off. So it can be jarring. It can cause headlines, right? So it's the psychology that you got to deal with with the fans and the owners as a head coach also, right? When the Atlanta Falcons this weekend, because this happened just this last weekend with the Falcons, when the Atlanta Falcons this last weekend score, go for two and miss it, right? Now everyone's piling on because A, they don't understand the math of it and B, they're simply not used to seeing this, okay? Now, let me say this, okay? I get it. I totally get it. I understand. I understand why coaches and players and owners, I get this. If I was a coach, this is me and my desk as a sports better. Okay, I'm used to looking at the math. I'm used to making the best mathematical decision. There's no one breathing down my neck evaluating these, right? If I had a billionaire owner as a boss and my job were on the line, I may not go for two. I may not use the analytics, even though it gives me a 15%. That is giant, folks. That is huge. I can increase my chances to win the game by 15%, but in the long run, are you also increasing your chances to get fired by this owner who doesn't understand football or the math as well as you do? It's a game. It's something that you have to ask, are these coaches willing to do it? I don't think any coach who's on the hot seat or is a new coach or a rookie is going to do this. This is like coaches who are cemented in or who get the, the go-ahead from management, like, like in Philadelphia. The Eagles, the management tells the coaching staff, no, 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 go for it. We're not going to fire you for going for it here. Okay, so unless you're in a spot like that, you're, you're, you're going to think about these extra things around the decision of going for two or using the advanced analytics to make a decision. So, you know, if you lose in a normal fashion, it's much easier to explain yourself, right? If you lose in some wacky, new-aged, go-for-two theory, it's going to be much more uncomfortable meeting. Now, let's play a quick uh, uh, sound here. This is an interview from the Dan Patrick Show on yesterday's, uh, this was yesterday, so we're recording this on the 17th. This was from yesterday's 1016 Dan Patrick Show. He interviewed former Georgia linebacker, current, I think, ESPN cultural analyst, David Pollock. I'm sure you've all heard of David Pollock. 
He was on Dan Patrick talking about the Atlanta Falcons and this decision, and even from an ex-player. This is what I'm talking about, how the rhetoric and the narrative gets painted that that's a bad decision. Man, oh man. And listen, these analytics, Dan, they drive me nuts. I mean, it's just (laughs) strange to watch. Like, you're sitting there watching. There was was another game I'm watching. The Falcons game yesterday. And you're going, they're down by 14, and they score with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they go for two. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I I know that little sheet of paper says if they kick a field goal and then we do this and if we get it, I just, I mean, I think sometimes we outthink it, man. I just, I think I'm, I'm punting the football, trying to down them inside the one, get a few sacks, rush them a little bit, make something happen. Um, It was, it was an interesting decision. Now, look, as I said, I understand where he's coming from. I get that. I'm not going to condemn people for fighting this and fighting this and fighting this. My theory is it's so new. It's so jarring. People just aren't used to it yet. Hopefully in 10, 15 years, this is the norm because if it, if it's going to help teams win, that's what they should be doing. But because these players, David Pollock, is not what we used to do. I'm not used to it. What are they doing? It's the right thing to do, but you'd be an idiot not to consider all of this backlash that you're going to get if things don't go well. So it's interesting. I don't think there is a right answer. You may have thought that I was going to come on here today and say advanced analytics. That's the only way to go. If you don't use them, you're going to lose. But that's not it. You got to consider everything around the analytics. It's not always as easy as what the math says. So I appreciate you listening and uh, joining us today. Uh, good luck. Whatever you have going on tonight, I'll be casting winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.